see you got it back, Scott. I did. I got wow. it back. I'm glad we got our good music see, back. Now, we have a special guest, Susan, Dr. Susan Kemp is in the house today. Yeah. How you doing over there, Susan? Doing great. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. The last few times, we've had some uh, technical errors. Mm. All right. Caused by me. Yeah, Let's I would say honest. more human error. Yeah, human technical, technical error. So we, but so, and let's go ahead and prepare because when you have Doctor Susan Kemp here, mm. how many times can you say Doctor? For, because I want people to know it's not idiots in here today. We actually well, have still three idiots. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you got one person smarter than everybody right. else. That's true. Okay, so I want to make sure they know that. But this again is because we have a COVID. Doctor. Update, Scott. Oh, no, oh, this is it. Oh, this has been go. a while. Come on. Let's... It's a COVID-19 update with Dr. Susan Kemp. Yeah. Yeah, see? It's been there a minute. There you go. That's official. Yeah, now official, <laughs> back in the day, mm. we had a lot of those. Yes. So there weren't really great reporters. It was us in here <laughs> trying to navigate the chaos of COVID-19. Mm. So it was often misquoted and inaccurate information so we'd have yes. our phones here going all right look that up make sure this is right or not so you are here okay let's get a round of applause scott we don't really have a, a clap for that we just have it in here yes yeah yeah, yeah no we have a clap oh do you hey okay so dr <laughs> susan kemp from just just hold on Christus. talk amongst yourself oh. <laughs> here we go <laughs> you got a doctor in here you can't be trying to find claps and i mean right, ready? Here, here we go yeah go ahead that's yay hey, hey. nice I like that. Yeah. That, that sounds like the fake uh, cheers that the football is using right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it, Susan. So me and you were talking not too long ago. I said, Susan, would you be willing to come on and talk some updated COVID-19, you know, issues, questions, testing? There's all kinds of things people are asking. But you work with Christus Shumpert. No. No. Christus. Christus <laughs> no Shumpert. What? What happened no to Shumpert in it? Well, he's dead. It's Christus Health Shreveport Bossier. Christus Health Shreveport. So why? I'm just curious because I'm an idiot. <laughs> where did Shumpert come from? Why do I have that in my mind? Because it used to be. It was Dr. Shumpert donated the old hospital oh, to us. Oh, yeah, yes. It's been a very yes. special part of this community for a long time. Yeah, his grave is yeah. still here. Yeah, uh, I would hope so. Well, yeah. <laughs> they didn't move it. <laughs> They didn't move. It, has a, it has a beautiful mausoleum in the old Oakland I'm like, Center. Uh, usually once you're there, you're there. Yes. Yeah. In theory. In theory. In I theory. Mean, <laughs> see, already, Doc, sorry. That's all right. Hey, but I knew about this Christus deal because Ashley works for His Christus. daughter, Ashley. Yeah, yes. and I kept saying Christus Shumpert, and she's like, Dad, please leave the Shumpert off. That's her first real job, by the way. I'm yeah, sorry. her first real job. So oh, she's yeah. in the healthcare field, too. We're excited. Okay, so good. in the Christus you know, hospital right. system that we're currently <laughs> celebrating. They've been opening a lot of new things as well. Oh, yes, yes. Because they're kind of expanding. Yes, yes. I mean, and and although I'm not here officially on Christus business. Right. No, right. I'm just curious right. about. But, but, I mean, well, I'm, I'm very blessed to be in, yeah. in a wonderful environment and a Christian-based hospital. And you know, their view really is to extend the healing hand of Jesus Christ to, like, the community. And that's get out awesome. there and try to get the care where people need it. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So it's been wonderful. Okay, so let's go through your paperwork. You know what I'm saying? Look, your little letters. <laughs> what kind of doctor are you? <laughs> I am a board-certified internal medicine physician, and I also specialized in wound care and hyperbarics. See, nice. Scott, we got hope. Boom. <laughs> yeah, hope for who? For us. If oh. something goes wrong, we need to know that we got somebody that can handle us. I do. So what is like, this is going to be sound like a stupid question, but I'm going to ask But hold on. It. Let me just go ahead and say this. There's going to be a lot of stupid questions, Susan. <laughs> So, because we're really yeah. just 
here to talk COVID and anything else, but you were willing. Absolutely. This is a simple church. We're trying to provide information to these just valued listeners. Mm. Absolutely. All All seven. Yeah, all seven. Thank you. (laughs) When you say internal medicine. What is that? Now, obviously, I'm, I know that it's like internal, like the body inside. Good, Scott. But good. like, is there a specific part or is it just all the internal? <laughs> no. I'm just asking. Oh, all Lord. the internal. Oh, okay. and, and adults. Like, like muscles or just the... <laughs> Everything. Um, okay. Uh, so pediatricians, you know, specialize. I do That's three kids. years of training, you know, for, for children. When I went through training, I did three years dedicated just to the care of adults. So that's it's you know uh, I'm a pediatrician okay. I've for adults. Always wondered. <laughs> see, I've never. Now, see, that's interesting. Yeah. I did. I'm glad you asked that, Scott. Yes. I Thank didn't you. know that. Thank mm-hmm. you. So, in this training, so where did you do your residency? Yeah, I I'm originally a Baton Rouge girl. Oh, yeah. come on, go Tigers! Yeah. Uh, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough year. That's a different prayer. Yeah, 2020 <laughs> is not good for yeah. any of us right now. No. Yeah, I was in the LSU marching band and all that. Where are you? Re- I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I trolled a flag and all those good years. And now I'm here. I, I transplanted here in 96 to go to medical school here at LSU in Shreveport. Come on. And then never left and have you know been a part of this community ever since. Come on. See, yeah. come on. Another. You're round. happy yes. you're here. <laughs> and now go ahead and give the Simple Church connection because, again, yeah. I did mm-hmm. your wedding not too long ago. You sure did. Was that and two years? It was two years. You sure Holy did. Holy cow, uh, man. See, time I, flies. It does. I've been in and out of the audience, you know, off and on since probably 2015. There you go. Um, but then my my current husband um, is a you know, regular goer and, and volunteer and has and brought our family here, and, and we've just been really blessed. That's all. You said, hey, I'm going to get in. Now, what was your right. background before that? If you were from Baton Rouge, did you grow up in Baptist church, Catholic church? Methodist. Methodist church. Yeah. See, yeah, right, yeah. Well, you, you can hang Methodist. in there all right then, old simple church. You're like, well, you know, they're a little crazy, but yeah. they're all right. <laughs> That's right. I'm thankful for you being there. I'm thankful yeah. for you coming and talking. So let's get into some of this COVID stuff, though, all right? Because that was one of the things that while we were talking not too long ago, I was like, well, what's going on with COVID? Number one thing right now, from your opinion, is testing, you would think, that people are trying to figure that out. They're confused by it. Should they? Should they not? Even after all of this, which, seven, eight months of this, is that yeah. still the big issue? It, it still is because he wanted to know, do I have it? I mean, because it's still the unknown, the fear. You know, right. what if, what do I do, and who am I going to risk? And, you know, can I go to work? Can I go to that family reunion? And yeah. it's Thanksgiving, and, and it's Christmas. are coming. And, yes. That is right. And so that's probably one of the biggest questions I get every day as a physician is, you know, um, I have this. And we live in Louisiana. Everyone has a sniffle and a cough. I mean, yep. this time of year is really hard for us to have respiratory illnesses. Yes. Um, so um, people always wonder, is it COVID or is it not? Because yes. you can have any range of symptoms from none at all to severe. And let's talk about that then, because we're not medical experts. We probably all have opinions and questions. Yes. But on the symptom side of things, I've heard everything from throwing up yeah. to you know, sniffling nose, whatever it is, running nose. I've heard it to a cough. I've heard it to a fever. I've heard it to none of those things. I've heard, and it's all of that. Loss of taste and smell seems to be really specific yes, to Yes, we've had that. But then some people have COVID yes. and they don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, right. they really do. Not, not one symptom at all. You know, the asymptomatic, especially the younger, um, you know, the school-age children, I mean, and they, they usually have symptoms like that. So well, it's I've very had, perplexing. Yeah, I had somebody that said they had it and they didn't lose their to smell or taste, and they were positive. Mm-hmm. So it's very confusing. And being in the doctor world, is that is that complicated? It does. I mean, we kind of got to the point now. I mean, you know, in our office, where you know, we just treat everybody like they have COVID, whether you do or not. You know, we just you know assume you have it. Right. We mask up. We clean. And it, we everything the same for every patient, just just in case, because you don't know. Right. And you could be asymptomatic, and two days later test positive. So we 
we just don't know. So we just kind of figure out a way to kind of roll with it. <laughs> well, I have a, I have a question because um, I keep this. My wife works in the school system, mm-hmm. and uh, anybody in management that has employees, this has been challenging mm-hmm. because of <laughs> quarantining and what have you. But uh, the school system out. has made the decision to not honor certain rapid tests. Mm-hmm. Oh, can, didn't they really? Yes. I didn't know can that. Can you speak into why that may be? You don't have to mention you know, which ones or whatever, but what's going on there? Are some of them more accurate than others? Is that Some of them are. Now, and for testing, there's two different kinds of tests. Okay. So you have your rapid test, and then you have the, the send-off test. Um, so one of the tests, the rapid test, it looks for the virus actually producing, it's called an antigen test. So it looks like the, it's active virus there actually doing its business. Okay. And then the other test, um, is called PCR, which actually just actually looks for the DNA of the virus. And so it can be active virus or it can be virus that was there months ago, you know, and it can just be there. That one is much more specific. I mean, that one will tell you yes or no, um, but it doesn't necessarily tell if it's active or not. The rapid test, you know, is more accurate whenever it's active. So that's kind of, and then they all came to market so fast that, you know, they, they got them out there to the public as fast as they could. And now they're starting to see, is it really, you know, is it accurate? Is it not? Um, so the rapid test, for example, you know, if I, if you start having symptoms and we kind of catch you within that first week of symptoms, uh, just so to say, um, it's, and if it's negative, you still may have COVID. Um, but if it's positive, it's probably right. Uh, okay. But if I do the DNA check for it and it's negative, you probably don't have it that day. Um, but you, um, but if it's positive, you probably have it. See, wow. so, see, so that's why you that's, have a doctor in yes. here. Yes. That's 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 yeah. not what I've heard anywhere. So both of them, there is still is a percentage of a false Absolutely. positive, mm-hmm. but it's more likely to be false negative. Right for the for the uh, for the rapid test, yes, you can have a false negative. I took it twice, and I probably had it at least once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing. Well, yeah, but none of us got it from you. No, well, that we know of. Yeah, yeah, this is early on. Yeah, yeah. because you know the theory is mid March is when everything kind of locked down, but yeah. this was late February, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, when I think about what was going on, I really think I had it. Yeah. And I, and I think I honestly, my personal opinion is, yes, I think it was in our, our community before we started testing for right. it. And even in March, when it started ramping up, we just didn't have the availability to test. And yeah. when we did test, it was taken to start up, you know, 14 days to get the test back. Right. So um, we have come a long way. Yeah. You were that. over it by the time you got the results back <laughs> <Exactly>. originally. <laughs> yeah. We just, we just in theory. All right, so, okay, so let's go back to it because this is all good intel. Mm-hmm. See, this is why you listen to when there's a real doc. So make sure you put in the little sample there, <laughs> Dr. Susan Kent, because somebody <laughs> might actually try to get information right. on this as oh, opposed yeah. to yeah, us. We'll put here, a link to your website and uh, everything. Us up here <laughs> monkeying around. So, But here's the th- crazy part to me. So in that whole trying to get everyone tested and all that, that's complicated, but if they – now you're saying within two to three days they're getting the test results of the long result. Mm-hmm. And it really is just saying you could have had it or it's laying dormant in your body. Think of the fingerprint. Okay. So like, so uh, the DNA is like a fingerprint. So if I put my fingerprint all over everything, you can come back and see it was probably there. So that's what it's looking for. Wow. It's looking for the fingerprint, and, that's, and that stays positive for, it can say positive for weeks afterwards. That's how we stopped retesting mm-hmm. because then we kept on thinking, oh, well, you're still testing positive. You're testing positive for the fingerprint. Well, it's probably dead virus. So so going back to like some employees are saying you have to have two negative tests right. to return to work. 
that's a very common procedural deal. Mm-hmm. Tricky if you're getting the wrong kind of test. It is. And because, then, and the CDC, because your yeah. fingerprint's still there. It's right. And then it's not, not, and you could have been already, now that the official CDC recommendation is, you know, if you have COVID, it's 10 days from the, your diagnosis or the start of your symptoms and 24 hours after fever with no medicines. And then, um, and that your symptoms are getting better. You know, you can still have a little bit of a cough, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. but as long as it's improving and you're not heading the other way. And then wow. that's when you're released. Okay, so that's why it's – now, some people minimize this, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're saying it's not a big deal and because they're kind of going, well, look, I had somebody I, – I, I won't say who again. I just saw them out and about, and they were like, man, we had – our whole family had it. Mm-hmm. We're all fine. Everybody's overreacting to this. So let's walk through that again because here we are nearly a year later. We're coming up on it. It mm-hmm. won't be long. What is your take on that? Like, it, I know that it is, like, he may have had it and he survived and he's fine, but right. still the risk is the person that we would infect that we don't understand. Correct? Is that still the issue? Absolutely. And that's one thing about it is everyone is looking for, you have risk factors, you have, you know, do you have, you know, diabetes, you have all these other risk factors that would make you more likely to have the severe. It's been hard to predict. I mean, I can have one patient who is, you know, in their 70s with every risk factor there is to sail right through and feel great. And then I have a 30-year-old who's struggling to get out of the hospital. I mean, it's been so hard to predict, and I just don't think we've found the why. It affects some people differently than others. And, you know, on average, and most people, if you get exposed and you get the virus, it kind of has this viral phase of it that's mostly flu-like. It's kind of like that first week. And then you start to get a little bit better, but then it's the overreaction of your immune system that makes this so much more uh, dangerous. And that happens usually about that 7 to 14 day mark. And so you kind of don't know, start going into it when you get diagnosed, are you going to be, are you going to be fine? Are you going to be that patient whose immune system just completely overreacts and puts you on the ventilator? So let's talk about the overreacting immune Mm -hmm. system. What are the symptoms of that? What what happens? (laughs) Well, and then the biggest, the biggest thing is, so when patients, most, most of the patients who have taken care of with COVID do fine at home. They're at home. They're able just to treat, hydrate, stay home and take care of themselves like it's a flu or a virus. Um, The difference is, is when you start to have lower oxygen levels and you're having a hard time breathing, that's the trigger. Um, And that's when I get most of the calls, like, is it time to go to the hospital or not? And that's, you know, and people these days, you know, (laughs) I hate to say all the technology with the, with pulse oxes in the house and people have the eye watches and things that can actually monitor it we've gotten to be able to watch them a lot more closely and keep more people home then go to the hospital that's good but once you reach the point where you need oxygen you're having a hard time breathing it's time to go so that's what happened to christy in our office i mean anybody that's been a listener our most severe case was christy rhodes yes and she's young yeah and she (laughs) doesn't have any of the really underlying health concerns that you would think would be there so it fits right into what you're saying. Totally unpredictable that she would have one of the most difficult times. Of yeah, because Ray Rainey, who's the oldest yes. person on our staff who got it, he was sick for a few days and then he was sailed right through. Sailed right through it. Okay. So that's why we're. I'm still. I know that we don't know, but right. I think that the the question is is like. So I know that we're just talking. So you're you're not working for anybody. We're just in here just working through this. We needed yeah. doctor wisdom. So in your opinion. Is it still important to put all those procedures in place, not politically speaking, we're just talking just doctor to patient or doctor to the community, the mask, the hand washing, social distance, and limiting the size of gatherings, I would imagine still are the only weapons that we have, correct? They are, they are 
low-cost, low-tech ways of you know taking care of people. And yes, I think it's still very important. You yeah. know, until you know, people throw out you know, herd immunity or this or you know, or, or, or I've had it and therefore I'm immune. And we don't know how long you're immune after right. you have it. Um, but until we have a vaccine and you know, easy, accessible antiviral medicines for patients, you know, like when you get the flu, you get Tamiflu. Right. You know, until we ha- reach that point, then all those other concepts of herd immunity that I mean they just really don't apply. Yeah, because because I heard, and this just what I heard. No pun intended. You yeah. heard. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> herd immunity. Uh, right. That if we were to actually try to do herd immunity, a million people would die. Yep, we're not there at all. <laughs> See, that's a doctor. That's not me and you. That's a doctor. Yeah, yeah, because that's right. what that actually my source there was Chip Mitchell. Just well, wanna, yeah, I don't know if he's a good source, but it, I mean, he's yeah. a good source. I'm just saying, is when it comes to right. medical stuff, I'm still coming back to. Like when Dr. Keith was here and yeah. Ricky Davis, when we talked to him, they're, well, they're all going, look, we're in this medical field. Mm-hmm. We appreciate y'all's opinions and we appreciate everyone's stance because everyone has something. But the reason I wanted you on, that's why I keep talking about it, is like doctors are the ones on the front lines and we're very thankful for that. And you're trying to navigate the unknown and you're wanting, and everybody's acting like they're experts. <laughs> I'm like going, I am not an expert. I'm just telling you, good example. Uh, you know, I go into different places, funerals, weddings, and they're like, it's stupid. Why are you got that mask on? Why are you doing this? Here we are nine months later, eight months later, whatever it is. And I'm going, because that's what they're telling us to do. Oh, they don't know if they're talking about this. I'm like going, How? that's got to be a little offensive. Well, yes. Because <laughs> it's like, she's so I mean, nice. It, it, I know, she's very nice. She's it, very sweet. It, it, she, it is. I mean, and it, it really, it's hard to, I get it. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with, with a medical degree. Yes. I mean, things are coming out so rapidly and so fast and changing. I mean, I, this is, is an example. So nobody is complaining that, you know, well, um, you know, back in the 18th century, we used to use bloodletting and leeches and this table of, you know, horror tools that you right. see in horror movies to treat patients. And now we're not doing that anymore. Y'all were wrong. Right. You know, but so now like they say, well, you said mask, no mask. Now you say mask. And now you say do this and don't do that. And then and, and so y'all don't know what you're talking about. And so it's really hard because you've never seen science move so fast. Right. And things are changing every day. And it is hard to keep up. So sure. I, mean, I get it. You know, when they first came out and said, no, we don't wear a mask because you're going to reinfect yourself more. And but then now you realize this is what we have. I mean, yes. and this is where we are now. We were hopeful we didn't have to get to this point. But now this is where we are. Right. Um, and, and hopefully even five months from now, you know, if you play that, play this back and what we're doing now, it may have changed completely. Yeah. You've never seen science move so fast. Yeah, and that's what Keith talked about. Uh, Dr. Keith Scott came in. He got it, and he was very sick. He had overcome it, and he was in here talking. wasn't long after we had him on the podcast, he went down again with other issues and things that are going on. But what we were talking about was he's never seen, and, like, there's research right here in town. LSU is doing a lot of the research, okay. and there's a whole division of that that they're trying. Because he was talking about they were talking to John Hopkins, and they're, everybody's just going – here are our patients. Here's what the symptoms were. Here's what we tried, what worked, what didn't, because you're right in the middle of trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So one person will say, well, this worked or that. It was everything from, I mean, I've heard all kind of things where they're going, well, they were trying to figure it out, y'all. You're not giving them any grace to, but I think the reason they were all frustrated, I guess, is because obviously we still are, is they're trying to navigate right. what stat, you know, how can we live? How do we mm-hmm. function in this? Where now it appears to be that, People are kind of understanding that there's some restrictions, but it sometimes 
what I hear is they're still frustrated even by the limited things. I'm going, I understand the frustration, but it's all you got. So when you hear those things and we're trying to navigate where we're going from here, do you see it like most people saying it could take a year before we're not wearing masks? It could take a year before we go, hey, man, we the safest thing to do is still limit the size of your gatherings. I mean, what do you think as a doctor on that? In my, my personal opinion, yes, I think it'll be by this time next year. You know, yeah. and in all honesty, I think it's probably gonna we're probably gonna get a vaccine at some point in time. It may be a vaccine that has to change every right. year, like the flu shot does. Um, and then, and if we get an oral antiviral medicine, I mean, those are the kind of things we're going to need to get there. But I think it's probably going to take at least a year. I mean, and as far as like life is normal, I mean, well, you know, you look back to the nineteen eighteen Spanish flu. They always compare this to. I mean, like our lives are still changed because of that right you know so there's going to be some changes and and there's been some good changes with sure. covid and things that have come along our way and there's been some that are frustrating to us but i don't think that where we are now is where we're always going to be and we're learning to live live with this so let's bring up that in this yeah for y'all got a question oh, I, I, I do have a question okay go ahead i got one too so yeah so just going back because i just have a question about blood type because that's something that has floated around our office in particular, that if you have this certain blood type, you are better than, say, this guy over here. Is there any truth to that? Or They are looking for that. They are, they are looking at it and, and looking at the different studies. I have not seen it come out to say, absolutely, this is where it is. Um, I, I, it may be related, or it may be related to maybe you have this kind of blood type and then these risks for heart issues. I, I don't know, but I've not come out and seen it, right, where they actually said this type of blood type is going to be worse. They were um, just looking into they're that. They're looking at everything. You know, what, gotcha. what variable is it? Which, what is the, you know, and we may never know. I'm O positive, by the way. <laughs> a negative. <laughs> See, I heard A negative was bad, and I heard O positive was good. And so that's when we're, we're like, we don't know. So that's why we asked the doctors. Yeah. So you yeah, don't have this, any this questions. Is, I, don't think, I don't think the virus This really is giving me. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, I'm not having any anxiety or anything right now. Hey, man, come on. <laughs> All right, John, you got a call. I got yeah, one. Yeah, I was just going to say the thing that, so what I, when you, when there's a big debate out there amongst the community on the whole mask thing. Mm -hmm. And sadly, it's like there's two sides to it. So as a medical professional, just so our listeners hear it, I kind of heard you say that's really the only tool we have right now. Yeah, it is. Is that, is that what I heard? It, it is. Yeah. And there, and there, there is a debate, and people get angry about masks, and people. I mean, and it's it's what we have, right. and it's probably the best thing that you can do for yourself or somebody else right now. I mean, because if you are going to, and then there was a debate: is it airborne or is it not? Um, mm -hmm. Or what is the size of the virus? Um, you know, in all honesty, and I would have to defer to the brilliant virologists, you know, in our community. But you know, the size of the virus is the size of the virus, but it doesn't just float around by itself. It floats around in secretion right. uh -huh. and things that come out of yeah. you, which are a little bit bigger. <laughs> So anything you have <laughs> You're right over there, Scott. Scott this is a, you're not at the doctor. We're just talking to doctors. I don't right have pictures, now. so yeah. you're safe. You're but, right. Wow. But um you know, but you so said there and those are much bigger particles that you know, and, yeah. and so anything you have over your face that you know can catch those reduces your risk of spreading to other people and to get their secretions on you. I'm so, sorry, just, <laughs> all right, so hold on, I got a droplets. This is good stuff. Yeah, but I got a note. So here is the other one because we were on it. I was going to see if any of y'all are going to go there, but let's go down to the real one. Uh, All right, we're going to go. We're going to go next level. <laughs> it's just the flu. Oh. It's just the flu. <laughs> like we've had the flu, we've gotten over the flu, and I keep going. It's not the flu. Right. 
Right. So correct me if I'm wrong. When someone says that, they're wrong, correct? They're wrong, correct. And actually, Very I think wrong. a study came out today that showed that the hospitalization rate and the death rate of just the flu, um, and realize we get to experience treated flu in most instances. We have vaccines, we have the you know, Tamiflu and things right. like that to take. Um, so the, the the death rate and the risk is much greater with COVID. It is. Yeah, that's what I don't, that's right. why I keep going. I'm like, where are they getting them from? Why are they saying that? And at the beginning, you know, because, you know, remember it started here in March and April where we were still having a flu season. And so when everybody was still all the unknowns, they're like, well, no, if you have flu, then it can't be COVID. So, um, and then they came back and said, oh, wait, yes, you can have both. You can have both at the same <laughs> and time. And it's not good. Oh, that would uh, be terrible. And, and we had that happening quite a bit in March and April. And so like, coming into this flu season, you know, um, get your flu shot you know, best you can and, 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 and try to reduce your flu. Now, South America just finished their flu season. And so we kind of like look to see what happened down there. And they did have a lower transmission rate of flu. We've never had a hand washing mass social distance flu season before. So, it so I think we will overall. Um, but you don't want to have them both at the same time. So anything you can control, get your flu shot, you know, and, 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 and try to protect yourself. But it is, I mean, it is more severe than the flu, but not everybody experiences it the same. All right, so let me ask you something about on the flu. Because if you got something, get in I there. Do. All right, go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let me ask you on the flu. Go, go and get forget. your flu question out. All right, so this is just interesting. There's also, you know, everybody's, I, I got a theory. I'm going to do a sermon series on this. We don't trust anyone. So I was going to go back to, even when it was the flu, so like COVID's another thing, but it's like you hear people say, when I get the flu shot, I got the flu and I was sick. I'm never getting the flu shot again. So That's my favorite. Yeah, and I'm like going, that's not true, is it? You can have symptoms based. Well, give me that. Give me that because that's what it doesn't make sense. It's a heat kill virus. You cannot get the flu from the flu shot. Now, we can stir up your immune system, and it's going to make you feel a little bit tired. Right. Your arm can be sore. We know you may have even sometimes even a low-grade temperature I mean, because you're stirring up your immune system the right way. Um, so mm. if you get the flu, like <laughs> test-proven flu, after you get the flu shot, it's just because you got exposed before that two weeks when it really kicked in. See, that? so, there you that's go. That's why you get it now. Yeah, and, <laughs> and just as a testament, I used to not get the flu and or the shot until I got the flu. Which is not a good flu. And it was... <laughs> It was terrible. That's that's what they call yeah. back where I grew up day late dollar short. Yes, <laughs> and now I get the flu shot every back year, and I, I haven't had up. it since. Yes. Exactly. All right. Sorry, Johnson, but right, I, so I mean, this is when you got a doctor. We're getting into serious like medical information. She's taking care of us. Yeah. So my question: What I hear a lot of buzz about right now is you have the holidays coming. Oh Lord, okay. here we go. You got Thanksgiving. You got Christmas. Mm -hmm. I can only speak for my family. We have no idea what to do. Mm -hmm. We have elderly great-grandparents and grandparents that would love to get together. Is it smart to get together? How do you best get together? And, man, we're just, like, in the pause mode right now. Everybody's just like, let's just see how bad it gets. Let's see what's going on. Do you have any wisdom for families headed into the holidays? Yes, but you're not going to like what I have to say. <laughs> I kind of figured Yeah, that. that's why we're trying to get there. In all honesty, though, if you really are planning to go to visit at Thanksgiving, you should be quarantining now. Uh, if you if you really plan to go someplace, you need to isolate yourself now in the 14 days before then. If wow. you want to be that, be and that everyone thing. would have to be doing that. That is yes, so that's your, coming your, to the party. Your family is right. Wow. So your family pod, wow. and you know, most of us have kind of been running in our family pods. You know, and we have our, uh -huh. you know, uh, our groups of people that we're with, and then we kind of 
like I know we kind of stay with like-minded people sure. who mm-hmm. I, I know they're taking some of the same precautions. And so when we were together in outside spaces and, and you know, um, that's the best thing to do. Now, you know, if you are going to be in the situation where you're going to be at a holiday dinner, um, small closed rooms is not good. Right. Mm-hmm. If your mask is off and you're eating, is more risk. I would think as you're at the table with everyone. Um, ventilation matters. Space matters. You know, outside is usually better. Um, but not many people are going to have a Thanksgiving table outside that's six feet apart. Right. And, and you know, and you're not going to have individually wrapped meals that you're not going to be sharing <laughs> buffet style. You know, wow. It's in the South is what we do. And that's why that's why they're probably so amped up is oh, because yeah. we know it's buffet style. Know. You yeah. know that you're all on well, top of life, each other. They're all a, hugging. Well, I have a life group now, yeah. and they're really frustrated with me because none of them can bring buffet style food right now. They think I'm crazy, but I'm like, no. If you're going to feed the group, it has to be individually wrapped meals, right. yeah, professionally prepared. And, and, they're, and, they're, and they're looking at me like, you have lost yeah. your mind. The it, break room is the most dangerous place. Thank you. <laughs> it is. See? It is. But don't say see to me. No, I'm saying that. Like, <laughs> I'm the one that's worried about dying over there. <laughs> he has anxiety, Doc. So we're trying yeah, to work yeah. through his anxiety okay. in addition to I get it. To I get you. See? So, <laughs> I have a friend here. You do. You do. That's, that's why we're here. We're you don't trying have to, friends right here. No. Right? no. <laughs> These are enemies. But just, just ask Mike whenever he's driving, I'm in the passenger seat. I got you. Yeah. I understand anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right. So in, in that, because I think that's a good question. Mm-hmm. So as they're trying to figure out, let's go back to church then. People think we're still crazy. And I'm going, the only way we're meeting is in small gatherings, socially distanced, masks. Because they're still, even New Mana, like we did New Mana, it went, has gone well because they're literally in a pod group. You're able to pack the meal with your pod separate from everyone else. Everyone's been masked. Everyone's sanitized. We sanitize after every group. Mm-hmm. So we're going through the necessary precautions. But people are going, y'all, come on, guys. Y'all are just as stupid. It's just responsible. It's not stupid, I think. The only way we're going to get through this is common sense. And that's where, you know, because there's not a script for every situation that you want to do. And so applying the common sense like you are doing with the with the church and with the functions. I mean, that that's that's where you're going to have to kind of come to that happy ground. Right. I mean, I'm a mother of two school children um, and they drove me nuts being at the house and it was time to get them out of my house sure. um, and but you know to find a way to do it responsibly and safely it, it's 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 hard to find that happy balance between your mental sanity and and family and the things that you know we thrive on spiritually as christians right and living and sure. not getting infected and so it's it's we're kind of reached that point where we we had the you know the acute crisis and now we're like learning how to live with this yeah. acute crisis um, so common sense is where it comes back to, and just you know thinking, thinking. You know, am I am I putting people at risk? Should we not do this? Should we you know? Because even in our local area, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. I won't. You know, I mean, I can state my source, but I think the source is like people attending these events. Uh-huh. But like football teams were quarantined. Yep. I mean, even Benton. Baseball teams. Benton. I mean, Baseball like teams. so. I'm so I'm going. It's because it's because they're Dancing. doing life. Without probably safety, I mean, not intentional, mm-hmm. but it's it's going to happen. Right. And then once that happens, that then affects the homes that they all go home to. Right. So then it continues to spread. So in Shreveport, Bossier, I don't know what our current numbers are, but some people are going, well, look, it's not bad. It's it's So everybody just needs to relax. So let's address that. True or not true? No, it's going back up right now. And we kind of anticipated that. Yeah. You know, they kind of had that 
bump in the and, and Shreveport got hit harder in Louisiana than you know early. Right. So we kind of learned things quickly was yeah. we had to, and then we we had these kind of waves up and down, and then it had kind of lulled off a little bit. But now we've got school, we've got holiday, we've got flu season, everything right. else is coming into play, and it is going back up. In fact, the rate in the nation this last weekend um, in America, one person was diagnosed with COVID every two seconds, and one person died from COVID every two minutes. Good night. That was the rate it was at this that's past weekend. That's <laughs> encouraging. <laughs> She's just trying to tell you that's yeah. why you do what you do. It's there. And right. it may not be, it's you know, I, I remember when Louisiana was getting hit hard and then we weren't allowed to get across state lines. I mean, and the other states are experiencing that now for the first time. And, and you know, and, and so we're all going to get there and I think it's going to come back to us again. Um, right. So it's, it's going to kind of come in these waves and cycles and clusters and until we, till we get there. Yeah, the it. thing about the holidays that I think St- be- you're still working through that. Yeah, well, I really <laughs> he has a personal and you're trying to figure it it's out. It's kind of personal, but I hear other families, again, on what side of the fence you stand on. Mm-hmm. You got some families like, Katie, bar the door. We're going for it. Mm-hmm. We're just going to do a normal Thanksgiving slash Christmas, what have you. And I'm like, that just doesn't seem wise to me. Yeah. I mean, in light of the information that we have. So, so I can just imagine in the medical profession, I think you guys are going to have your hands full coming out of the holidays because human nature is so strong to just want to see each other and not have a mask on. And, and they're frustrated. They're on the end of an eighth or nine-month run, so they're right. going, I don't even care. I get it. Which they're going to care. It's called COVID fatigue. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a real thing, yes. Yeah, because everybody's acting like, just come on, we got to roll. No, and what I was going to say, I, I, I don't think it's real for most people until it hits close to home. Yep. If right. it's a relative or a coworker, and it has or, to be serious to hit home because right. most people are going, right. "Hey, I got it, and I'm over." It. Everybody that recovers don't help the cause. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it that way, but it's like if if you just have like flu-like symptoms, they're the ones going, "Hey, wasn't none to it." I mean, right. Donald Trump, for example, yeah, you know, yep. when he came out of it so quickly. And I mean, I, all my friends are like, see, there's nothing to it. I said, go talk to Christy about that. Right. And get early you know, to the hospital and get Yeah, a, go take a tour of the COVID and, yeah. wing. Well, and that's yeah. why that's where we, me and you started when we were in there. Because I was just saying, hey, you're come from work. It had been a stressful day. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's where I keep saying is they're not in the medical. You're making, it's, it's, to me, it's offensive when we as outsiders, not in the medical field, make a statement and are continuing to make statements, whether that's in small groups or large groups or microphone or no microphone, when we don't realize, I, I was at uh, Willis-Knighton because Chip's dad was diagnosed and was very sick and he was in ICU. So I went and, I mean, and I went and saw him. I had to gown up and had to go in there. But one of the nurses, one of the uh, emergency room nurses, I saw him. I knew him. They knew me. Went to high school with him. And he goes, hey, man, he goes, can you do me a favor when you walk out of here? And I said, what's that? He's use your flat platform to tell everybody it's going up like it's really still happening. And he was aggravated because it was full. There were people in the halls on that particular weekend. It was a busy, busy weekend. And we had uh, Leroy had just gotten it. There was quite a few people that were getting it. Now, again, they recovered and they've gone home. Thank you, Jesus. It's a miracle. And we're because especially with Ronnie, with all his extra stuff, it was a miracle that he's even at home. But then people are like, well, see, they're all right. They made them like, okay, what I'm not telling you is, is like we were doing Numana uh, two nights ago, and Eileen, one of her dear friends, a 36-year-old, just passed away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we're going, those families are rocked. They're walking through a dark, diff- and the dad survived who was older, who they didn't. They thought the dad would not survive. I mean, he wouldn't survive, and the young guy would. 
that's why it's, I guess, so confusing and frustrating. So in your personal thing, you're running in the oxygen tents, you're doing something or another. Tell us a little bit about that, because it has been a little stressful on you. It has, and it's it's been heartbreaking. It has been truly heartbreaking to see. I mean, I've had a remote family member pass away yeah. from it, too. And you're right. I think until it really hits home, it really doesn't hit home. Yeah. Um, because, you know, your perceptions are based on what you see and mm. what you experience. And so until you experience it, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't really probably change your viewpoint. And I mean, if all the doctors in the community, I mean, then they are working so hard. I don't think Shreveport Bozier realizes yeah. how much innovation and how much the doctors work together collaboratively, no matter what hospital you're at. Sure. Collaboratively in this, I mean, we've, we've got a great medical community. That's why I chose to stay here yeah. and practice. But it's been heartbreaking. And doctors are the last ones to say, you know what, I'm not okay today. And this is heartbreaking. And, you know, I'm going to go on the stairway and cry. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, sure. and, because it's hard to say, you know, because you have to you know, get back up and get going for the next patient. And it's hard. It is hard. And so though everybody feels it and everybody wants it to stop just as much as everybody on the community now right. wearing mass does. We all are tired of yeah. it. Um, but it's been heartbreaking because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense why some people do well and some people don't. Yep. Um, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, it's a walk by faith every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in fact, that's what I keep up in my, you know, on <laughs> my desk. And I can walk by faith and just kind of like, okay, Lord, <laughs> where are we going today? Yeah. Man. And that's why we're thankful. Come on. See, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. why we're thankful. I mean, because right. really, it, you know, we we talk about it. But now, too, some of the hype is gone. Yeah. So as far as encouraging and trying to remind you of that. So that's another reason I want John, just to thank you because it is valued. And instead of us in here talking about, which they don't trust us anyway. Right. I mean, should they? No, yeah. should they? Especially on something medical. Right. But I, I have friends that are in the medical field. I have dear friends that are nurses and, I mean, doctors, and they're going, it's still bad, guys. I don't know why everybody's acting like it's not. Because they're not in it, right. you know. Yeah. The you know it's still only affecting a small amount. They're like, oh, it's a small amount of well, it's small until it's your grandmother or your wife or your child, mm -hmm. you know. So that's why I wanted to really talk mm -hmm. it out, you know, and kind of answer. I mean, get through some of the questions. Well, you yeah, touched on I'm something. scared. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> we we <Gotcha>. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. You touched on something earlier that I still think people don't understand. That may be worth a couple of seconds of explanation, and that's the uh, quarantine yes. situation. Uh, uh, because I, jokingly, the Bossier Parish School System had this flow chart mm -hmm. that kind of told you what to do, and they all said stay home, no matter what <laughs> the situation. It all led to stay yeah. home. It yeah. all led to stay home. And I said, honey, they could have made this real simple, just print on a piece of paper, stay home. But help the listener understand why that's so important, because if if you're not sick yourself, let's say your spouse is diagnosed positive, why does it matter that you stay home? Right. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great question to talk about, too. And, and first, bless the teachers. Oh, my goodness. I, I couldn't imagine. It's kind of patience I never inherited. And, and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so grateful that our teachers yes. have just gone out there at full force and are teaching our children. Yeah. Um, but you're right. So the the official is, you know, if you have COVID, then you have your 10-day time period, um, and then you are released. However, if you're living in the house with somebody who is positive for COVID, then you're continued. You're 
considered to be exposed every day unless you can put them someplace away from you, um, which is very hard to do. In a most, home, people, yeah. most people don't have like you know, a, a, a corner or closet they can Scott, hide. Scott's Someone got a multi-room <laughs> suite. Right. But. I do. <laughs> so, um, but so you have that. But so you're considered exposed pretty much every day. So your official 14-day quarantine doesn't really start until the end of that 10 days. I've, I've never heard it explained that and, way. And Thank so, you. and then you have, and then so that kind of winds up if you're living in a household with someone, you may be out for 24 days. Right. Um, and that makes testing, perfect sense. Testing doesn't get you out of quarantine. That's the other thing too. Is like, well, I'm going to get a test. All right, so if you're completely asymptomatic, you know, where do you test? What, what, you know, I mean, right. Am I going to do the rapid test and it's going to be negative? It doesn't tell you anything. And if it's negative, it may be false negative, And that just means you didn't have it that day. Right. But we've had people get sick anywhere from seven all the way up to the 14th day. So you don't know if you are or when you are going to get sick. Now, the CDC does recommend that you, if you live in the household, you've been in that close contact, that you do get tested. Um, we usually use the the the, 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 the DNA the test, the, right. the, 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 the fingerprint, the thumbprint yeah, right. test um, for that. But, you know, and I usually tell my patients, you know, maybe seven, five to seven days after you've kind of been in that situation because, you know, testing you right away, if you're going to go through getting a nasal swab, make it count. Yeah, But it still doesn't get you <laughs> yes. out of quarantine. Yeah, I've had both the nasal wow. and the throat. Neither one of them are pleasant. Luckily, yes. <laughs> not from the same swab, but... <laughs> They can get there. I mean, they go far enough. It's eventually connected. Yeah, you can go far <laughs> enough back there. Yeah, so I have an, another question since I don't live alone. Um, can pets get COVID? Um, I've seen these random reports of things in the news, but I think that was pretty. Okay. I think that's pretty much like on that really low, low probability, okay. and I just, I just have not seen that my, in the transmission. My, well, and, my cat sneezed in my face this oh. morning, so that's the reason why I was. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more risk of you sneezing on your cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Come, if you, if you wow. get COVID from a pet, it's probably because there's secretions oh, on the pet oh, that yeah. somebody else touched. You know? yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, there were secretions. He said there were some secretions. I think pets are. Overall, pretty much a low risk. Okay, yeah. you shouldn't be kissing your pet anyway. Yeah, he should. No, I don't. I didn't kiss my pet. <laughs> well, she sneezed in my face. Hey, she she's a doctor. You're in a safe place. She was just putting it out there for people out there. But yeah, unfortunately, I'm not my wife my kisses my wife kisses our dogs every day. Oh. So I'm not. I'm, I hate to say oh. that, Angie. Sorry. I'm it's just like a reverse Snoopy. Yeah, but it just happens. <laughs> reverse Snoopy. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. Peanuts. I've been kissed by a dog. Yeah. 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 All right. So, there's any other questions y'all have? Man, that was In, good stuff right there. I mean, the quarantine really. I've yeah. never. I mean, I'm. I'm not blowing. That smoke. is. I've never heard great. it explained until now because I was like, you were better off having it than not having it. Is the way I saw the chart because if you had it, you only had to be down ten to fourteen days. That's right. If you didn't have it, twenty four days. I'm like, that don't make any sense. But it's because you can catch it. At any All point the way in that. until that mm-hmm. person is past their contagious mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. Now I've gotten that phone call too. I mean, your child was exposed at school, and then your child will stay home for 14 days, and oh, and yeah. they handled it. I mean, I think they are doing the best they possibly can with what we have to work with. And, and that's why. And, hold on, this is yeah. another good point. But so that's why some of them aren't admitting they have it. I've seen that happen, unfortunately, too. Because they're not wanting their kids or their family to have to be quarantined. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going just, shh, just, yeah. That's right, that pat that down. No, it, it, well, that's what's happening. That's what some churches are doing. They don't want to tell you that people are getting infected because then realistically and responsibly, they should have been quarantining anyone in contact with them for 14 days. 
It's hard. And that's complicated. As long as humans are involved in the process, it's always going to be difficult like that. Mm. That's why we did. That's the quote of the uh, podcast right there. (laughs) More than this topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So this is important, though, because if you're a simple church person and you're going, why are you not doing child care? Okay, this is a great example. Number one, we're, we don't want to put you or your children at risk, but yeah. if someone happened to come that got exposed to COVID and you are in that classroom with them, then you could be out of work or you should be out of work 14 days. Mm-hmm. And, it would exp- and then it would go to your home and your kids and everybody else. And we're like, why would we do that? We don't want to complicate. Uh, you know, we, there's other ways that we can do that. We can we got to just try to figure that out. And it is frustrating. I get it. But we're just trying to be, you know, safe. Now, the, what's a little alarming to me as I kind of process all this, it's not going away anytime soon. It's not. I, don't, I, I really think this time next year, maybe we'll have a different kind of conversation. Yeah. But I, I don't foresee it going away anytime soon. It really, it's, it's still there. I have that song. Oh, you have that song? Here we go. Man, it'll take him a minute. There you go. Oh, yeah. oh, he's looking Debbie, for Debbie Downer. <laughs> That's way there better than my version. <laughs> so, so saying that, there's really, you know, when you're trying to navigate the uncertainty, some people got to go to work. Yeah. And they and you want kids in school because yeah. we've seen that that's beneficial for them, but in the same time, even in school, the one thing that is working is that supposedly they're separating. Is that true with Teresa and them? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that, no, 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 they really do. I mean, they have because a glass in between their desk, and they have you know at least six feet apart. I mean, it's complicated. It, it I is. I mean, and but they, they're doing everything they can do. It got harder when I think they came back to. Is it a hybrid? Anything got harder because the volume of students went up. And but overall, I think they're really doing the best well, that they possibly can. Well, just can. like you said, I think if nothing else positive came out of COVID, his parents appreciate teachers now. Oh yeah, Amen. I say you vote for a teacher <laughs> rating now. <laughs> yeah, put, put it on the ballot now. Yeah, that's yeah. the truth. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm glad my children have the opportunity to go back and be yes. in an environment because that social environment is important for sure. mental deal. health and so mental health versus physical health. It's really hard, um, and I think they're really they're doing temperature checks. They're doing the best that they can. Now, if you can fix something about Captain Shreve isolating their stairwell, it's kind of odd. Yeah. But, because my child likes to use that as an excuse for being late to class. But yeah, I understand. Uh, there you go. Everything else. <laughs> Let me make a little connection to that though. Okay, so we're and this is where the the skeptics are the people on the outside that we have to work through. Hey, we're a church. Mm-hmm. It's beneficial for the kids, and they're figuring it out. Why ain't the church figuring it out? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going, well, the, the the difference is, and what we're trying to do is, is we are. You have a chance. The numbers are 50 for us right now. Mm-hmm. In a large enough room, we might could go to 250 if we spread everybody out and we have other things. We're working on those. But to go back to three, 4,000 people, we don't have enough square footage, guys. It's not going to happen. And we can't. We don't think it'll go back there anyway at initially just because you can't take care of the kids. People came mm-hmm. in some ways because of that other service that you're providing. Like, oh, I want my child in there. <laughs> right? I, yeah, it's like I want to go have a little hour away. They can get trained. I can get trained. We can, have you know. Have me time. Yeah, your me time. <laughs> so why I'm saying that, it's complicated when you don't have all those things going on. But it is important to have something for your kids. It is important to have something because we had an event not too long and the middle schoolers took off their mask and they had revolt because they're still trying to manage it. But I want to I want to go. Everybody's giving them a hard time. 
they're telling me at school they're taking off their masks too, guys. It's not easy to always navigate that either. We're, we're human. We're trying to navigate it. But give us some slack as we're trying to get middle schoolers to behave and do right, just like the churches and the schools are trying to do. But it's like everybody's super critical real fast to get like, oh, my gosh, you had this event. If you're for the mask, why would you let all your kids take off the mask? And then the others are going, thank God they had an event and they didn't have masks on. We're like, no, it was a mistake. We're trying to navigate that, which is difficult. Yeah, I would venture to say that the adults are way worse than kids on keeping their mask on. Absolutely. Yeah, but I hear so. Yeah, but I hear like at my kids, they're pretty honest. They're, I understand. They're, they're kind of coming back going. But, but the difference is, they're under the kids are under the leadership of a teacher and administration. Yeah. So, like listening to my wife, for the most part, well, they're they, young kids. They're elementary yeah, they are. Age. It's elementary. Right. Yeah, so they're much better at following the rules. I got two in high school, and they're going, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're like going, look, they know how to do it when they're it's just like anything else. If you're public and your teacher's there, they're going and, and, and well, there's one teacher particularly at our kids school and she uh, vocalizes to our kids. And she says, like, I'm the only one who cares. And it's wearing me out because no one appears to appear, right. appears to care. And so she's going, I want this. Y'all have to do this. Well, you may go to the next classroom. No, I don't care if you got it on, whatever. Right. So then it's inconsistent messages, sure. which lead to back to again, so and so's quarantine. <laughs> like their kids are missing from class, or you know, and I'm going. Well, and you bring up a good point because I've heard people say that a mask mandate is should not be necessary. That's one of the big discussions right now, and I would say that would be true if we would behave. Well, why but is the, it? But, but I'll give truth, you a good thing. A seatbelt is uh, not. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's required truth, now as well. I mean, I'll just speak for myself. I'm just going to be transparent here. Before the mask mandate happened, I didn't really think it was that serious. Yeah, we didn't. But, we were not very good. No, we've I mean, gotten a lot better yeah, since the mandate. I was like, I don't understand. I was ignorant of the situation. But to me, the mask mandate was a reminder that I needed when I walked up to a restaurant and the signs posted mask required to enter this restaurant i'm like i got to go back to the truck right mm -hmm. and you do that enough times and it changes your habits yeah and you have a better chance of having a healthy experience are you going to be perfect no i mean I, we shot a video the other day that i found out aired on sunday morning i don't have a mask on <laughs> way to go and i'm John. like Come caleb on. why'd you put that in there he goes i didn't think about it but it was me it's my fault right. it's not his fault i just didn't have mine on around two or three other people that don't live in my house right that's not cool yeah that's really not where we're supposed to be but the more we do it the better chance we are of having a healthy experience yeah. and getting through this i and think not, and not shutting back down i mean not having to get back to that place because remember how i mean march and april were, were dismal i mean yes. it, was, it was it was horrible i'm glad you Tell said that it. because yeah. you know because the tension here is economy versus health that's, I mean, if you listen to the two battles, it's like you can't shut the economy down and you can't let people die. But I'm glad you just said that because if we're not careful and we don't cooperate, we're going to get right back to shelter in place. Yeah, you will. And and that's where it's, that's not a good hybrid. Well, here's the other thing that is important. The reason I say, because if someone's listening and they're on the, this is stupid camp, which there's people that do. What I try to say, too, is just right along with that is like, look, it's it's what we can do. It's pretty minor, really, in the grand scheme of things. We're talking about a mask, y'all. We're not talking about, like, crazy stuff. We're talking about just wear a mask, wash your hands, keep social distancing, whatever. But if they don't, not only will you lose the, the idea of shutdown and everything else is going on, it puts extreme stress back on the hospital systems mm -hmm. because – 
with all the other states being infected, you can't travel. We were sending teams to New York. Different mm-hmm. people were. Well, if if everyone is equally infected, and it's and it's all going up at the same time, which is this is the most uh, infections we've had right now, even compared to March, is what I heard too on the news. This was the most since the beginning of the pandemic. The numbers are going up mm-hmm. across America. Well, you don't you can't send them. So then you would be isolated, and all the health system would have to work together. Because even when Ronnie and them went in, Willis Knight had no beds at that point. They were like, we're out. And we get strained even during regular flu season and whenever this is not there. You know, and so that, that's, that's where the biggest concern is. You know, I, I turned to one of my colleagues when this first started and said, you know, um, if we do everything right, if we get this right, then people are going to think we overreacted. Yes. Um, because that means we dodged a bullet. Yes. Um, and so for everybody who thinks we're overreacting right now, I'm just saying, well, I'm, I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad it worked, you know, because, you know, sometimes that's, you know that's a pretty good point you have that toddler yeah that toddler about to go down the stairs and you can let them fall you're that parent that lets them fall down the stairs and learn <laughs> or you stop them and so um we, we stopped them and we're trying to continue, continue that and, and and spread it out so we we're, there's no doubt that we i don't think that we're going to stop the infection we just want to make it so that when it's your time to have your infection we have the, you know what you need and we can take care of you in the hospital if you need it yeah, like Ronnie's a great example of that. I mean, and Leroy's another one because it was just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that's a great illustration is like they happen to have a bed for them, but they did not get out of the emergency room because there was no place for them to go. 24 hours. Yeah, some of them were longer than that. Some right. of them were waiting like 48 hours. So I'm going, that's why that nurse is looking at me. And he's a male nurse. He's going, people act like right. this is crazy, but they're living in it. You could see the tension and the stress yeah. of that environment. And I'm thinking, that's a good illustration. I'm trying to keep you from falling down the stairs. And then when it's all good, you're like, well, nothing happened to me. I'm like, okay, well, then just let that one fall. That's what I say. But I need Jesus. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on that one. Well, go then, ahead. Then I hope you fall. Yeah, and then you're eating out of straw for the rest of your life. That's hard. <laughs> yes. It's hard. Right. Very complicated. That's oh, yeah. why. Go ahead. Well, yeah, and, and then and even in the when you hear in the news, like, well, you make more money when there's diagnosis of COVID. You make death certificate. All these things that are out there, it's like, that. that's just not – you know, maybe there might be some reimbursement for the supplies we have to use to take care of COVID Ooh, patients in the point. hospital. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't even begin to touch, you know, the the adaptations we have to do in the in the ward and, and the PPE we have to go through for that patient and the nursing care that's dedicated to that patient. It doesn't even begin to touch any of that. So, See, so that's a lot of money to be made. Yeah, so like when they're saying, boy, that's a, that's a good one. I was going to bring that up. But no, but that's a really good point right. because – the conspiracy theorist people or the skeptics say, you're just making, I heard that just last week. Again, somebody like, oh, uh, they're going to die. They're going to say that was COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going, what, what would they benefit? There, so there is no check coming. No. <laughs> this no. Is where uh, at least I haven't gotten one. I yeah, I would like. One. Um, I mean, and none of us, I mean, I don't know any doctors who are gunning for their patients to, you know, to not do well. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's not why you took that's the not oath. That's why we took our oath. And that's yeah, not that why, you know, we, we do what we do every day. And, you know, and, and a lot of doctors did take a big economic hit when yeah. you know, everything shut down in March and April. It's really hard to figure out how to how to live every day in the hospitals. I mean, they they went above and beyond to try to help accommodate patients and keep people safe and keep the staff safe. And all of them in our region, you know, work together. And that's it's, it's hard. But there's not money to be made on no, that. And I think this is another valid point, which we'll go to this because we got a few more minutes. <laughs> if you'll notice, Willis Knighton's put a lot of money in advertising. Come back. Come back. <laughs> Why yeah. would they be doing that if they didn't lose money? But, right. In the sense that when if you think it was that COVID was a moneymaker for them, the truth right. is when all of the 
elective surgeries went down the colon everything got shut down including family practices i know ricky was struggling ricky Mm -hmm. was they're going it it makes it harder because people don't come to the doctor and the people that need to go to the doctor don't come to the doctor because heart attacks don't stop just because covid's around that's exactly right so that's where i go back when you really think out what you're saying as a skeptic really look at that (laughs) like take a deep breath and look back and go no, it's harder on doctors financially, time, emotionally. It's not been an easy thing. So why would they want, ah, yeah, we're the, somebody, the government, somebody's mailing you a check? I'm like, come on, man. The perception is, and I don't want to go to the hospital. I'm scared to go to the hospital, but it's it's probably safer there than it is at Kroger. Right. You know, not to pick out the grocery stores. I mean, but, you know, but as far as like the protection and the measures are in place, you know, because right. like heart attacks and all the other health conditions did not stop just because we had to shut down. In right. fact, it got worse. People were dying at home of heart attacks instead of coming to the yeah. hospital because of perception and fear. So that's one thing that I think is important to get out there. It is it is probably safe to come. Come get your hair yeah. kicking, taken care of. Yes, that's fair. Very important. Yeah. Cool. See, that's good. That's yep. why you do that. Was, this is one of the top ones again. So I can tell you, <laughs> yeah. that was a good one. Right. I do have one more question. Oh, well, right, we're Scott, not let's done. End right. Scott, let's right. end on Scott. Is so, this about cat sneezing? No, again? it is not about cat sneezing. <laughs> is it about your anxiety? No. Is okay. it about secretions? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get it all covered. No, it is a, se- a severe. That's not the right word. No. Anyway, um, legit. That's severe, legit. I don't know what happened there. Anyway. So I am going out of town this weekend. Oh. Yes. With a group of guys. Mm. There's 10 of us, mm. but we are camping. Outdoors, good. Outdoors. I'm in a tent by myself. Oh, good. Yeah. So is that a, and, and we're jeeping. Mm-hmm. So is that like a okay activity? <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I, well, well, we it, talked about gatherings earlier, about family right. get-togethers and stuff like that, and little pods. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious. I mean, we, yeah, I think if you're outside, I mean, sharing bathrooms and sharing sleeping arrangement, uh, sharing sleeping arrangements, I think is high risk activity. But in your own tent, if you're outside, I mean, in your, I think those are the ways you use common sense yeah, and, in order to. <laughs> and I don't know if they even have showers there, so yeah. I would, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going there. You might need hand sanitizer, <laughs> a big bottle. Then yeah, I, I got, mean, I'm yeah. talking about just yeah. lather yourself down. I've never been there before, so I don't know how primitive it is, but it sounds fairly primitive. Yeah, but I mean, you're asking a good question because it is a group of people that don't yeah. normally hang right. out together. Yeah. And there is a, an RN, actually a CRNA, okay. and a uh, and a EMT going. So I would hope that they would be a little more cautious. It all depends on. <laughs> but depends those on their mindset. Maybe I don't not. know. Right. I think what she's saying is too. Most people don't have common sense. Yeah. They don't, because this is why we're in the fight we're in. Because everybody I'm coming in contact with is against us. There's very few that are for us. So they think we're, and I think that may be politically where we are. I think it may be just where we are in the nation. It may be where people are. They're going, this is all bull, and we're missing all this. And so when it comes down to it, if you go out there and they're going, come on, give me a big hug. Don't worry about it. This is silly. That's where it starts challenging it strains those relationships it strains those friendships because you're going dude i'm just trying to protect you i don't i tell people all the time i wore a mask and they walk in and no one had one on and so i'm walking in, i said and it was a funeral it was a big funeral and they all kind of you know they got that and they looked at me like you know what are you doing you know and i was like look you don't know where i've been you don't know who i was with before you i'm just trying to protect you more than i'm trying to protect myself although that's still important i just don't know well it's a large funeral so in that, that's where that tension is, is they're trying to go like, come on, man, 
Don't worry about it. And with everything out there and social media, and I have to stop watching social media, uh, everything that's out there, the, the, the message they get to the public, you know, it. I get it. It's hard. It's confusing. Yes. I mean, it's like, you know, like the infomercial at three in the morning. Like, it yep. sounds great. I mean, so who do you believe? Who right. do you listen to? And the, the trust issue and knowing what data sources that you can trust and which ones you should be skeptical of, skeptical of that's been the really hard part. And yeah. so... I would have faith in humans that they would make better decisions if they had consistent information and right. if we knew a lot more answers than we did. Um, but then I also have to kind of stop and say, look, look at your source right. sometimes. You know, if you're, if you're, you know, maybe, you know, get it, talk to your doctor, have right. an honest conversation. I love having honest conversations with my patients and with people just to say, hey, this is, this is a reliable source today yes. that I have, you know, so, but, you know, don't, don't be getting it off of Facebook. Here, so, that's what I'm talking here's about. Here's the problem with that, yeah. though. See, but that's good because that's why I asked yeah. you to come. Yeah. When people are looking at us over the silliness of, we do have silly. We like to have fun. We try to make people laugh through it. But then also, whether that's Dr. Keith or, again, you're coming in, you're trying to go, like, look, it ain't a personal agenda for us. We're not trying to run for office. We're not trying to make your world miserable. We're really trying to be a Christ follower that puts others before ourselves and be sensitive to the needs of those people in the community and encourage the ones that are helping us and figure out how we can be a problem solver, not a problem creator. Right. So Absolutely. thank you for helping yes. us do that today. It's Absolutely. big. Absolutely. And I was just going to say the problem with that, unfortunately, is that we find the information that supports the, the view we want to have. You're right. And, yes. and so that's why I'm Down. glad to have a medical professional here that doesn't have an agenda. No. She has a career. She has an oath that she has taken to protect your patients. <laughs> So as a listener, I hope that you'll look at it that way, that we don't have an agenda either. No, I don't know what they think it is. If they do, I don't know what they think it is. No, no, we don't. We really don't. Do good. Yes, that's exactly right. I tell myself that all day long. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, do good good. today. (laughs) Love God, love people, and solve problems. And and even something like a pandemic, you can make it worse Mm -hmm. or you can make it better. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. by simply wearing a mask, you really are solving a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. You definitely don't want to make it worse. That's the point. Is right. I think that's why, again, I really appreciate. I think there's a couple of things I got up, but the one thing that even right then is like, that's the oath you took. Why would they be lying to you? Right. It's like when you really think about it, it's like, what does she, what do you have to gain from that? It actually hurts your business and it makes it harder on you emotionally, physically. I mean, financially, why would I go? Ah, I mean, no, it's, it's, that's where it kind of common sense comes in and goes, come on, man. So we just want to tell you, thank you. Thanks for being on the front lines for us, for helping us. We're a bunch of knuckleheads. So you even helped us out. And then the four listeners we have, you know, they'll go, man, that was good. Mark and Susan. Yeah. Well, no, no, wait. And, and, uh, yeah, you got Mark, uh, Susan, Mike, Mike, Mike Mike listens now. Mark, Susan, and Mike. Well, it was so important <laughs> no, 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 that you, no. it's right on the tip <laughs> yeah. of your time. I'm sure they're no. very encouraged now. Blake's mom, Amy. <laughs> yeah, Amy. Yeah, wow. Well, Amy, speaking of that, okay, he's, her son's getting to come back. They live in Hawaii. Hawaii's been on shutdown oh, yeah. forever. Yeah. And so he finally gets to go. But everybody's acting like it wasn't a big deal. But it would have kept him from seeing his mm-hmm. family if he had gotten That's it. That's true. He couldn't travel. He couldn't do anything. So we're thankful he's got, he's got clear tests. And he's, he leaves tomorrow morning, I think. Yes, right. he does. So it'll be awesome. He gets to go be with his family. Yeah. And, and by the way, going back to infomercial, you mentioned earlier, I just got a picture of like the COVID virus in my head. And like, That's right. Go back to your family gatherings. Please get closer. <laughs> so just, we'll do that another I time. Think that's, yeah. All right. All right. Thanks that's for it. listening. Susie, you're the best. Come on. That's give right. her a little love. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. All right, we'll have you back if we need to. We're going to bring you in if you're all right with that. Absolutely. Thank you for doing what you did. All right? Thank you. Give it to them, Scott. Peace. Peace.